0: For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. A couple of weeks ago, Jillian Fowler shared on a Sunday morning about um, the loss of her sister to cancer and about her, her struggle um, with, <coughs> with God in the midst of it. In, really, in just not getting the answer that she really wanted, but trusting His goodness in the midst of it. She said something powerful that, that stuck with me, and that, that's that, um, that our faith is weak when things go our way, um, and that our faith is really proven and, and tested when we can trust God in the midst of difficult seasons, the, the significance of our faith when things aren't going the way that we want them to, and trusting God in the midst of it. We're going to see that here in uh, Matthew chapter 11, um, starting in verse 1. When Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now when John, that's John the Baptist, heard in prison about the deeds of Christ, he sent word by his disciples. Um, so John had been put in prison by uh, Herod, Herod Antipas. Um, John had previously denounced the marriage of Herod Antipas to his half-brother's wife, um, who, who then, she really resented Herod, and or sort of really resented John and, and had him thrown in prison. So he's, he's in prison really for nothing other than, um, other than <laughs> denouncing the illegal marriage. Um, and he said to him, are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? Um, I think you can kind of hear the doubt in John's voice. Here's John the Baptist who is this, this hero of faith at the time, um, this prominent religious leader. Who was just rotting in, in a jail cell alone. Um, John had been told from the time of his birth that he was the forerunner to the Messiah. Um, but John saw Jesus and knew that it was him and recognized him by the Spirit and then um, was able to baptize him. And as he did, he heard the voice from heaven, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. John experienced all those things. And um, John sent some of his own disciples to follow Jesus instead. And and, and really saw that the Messiah and the inbreaking kingdom was, was coming. Um, Jesus' ministry influence is growing, but here is John sitting in prison, waiting. Yeah. I really feel for John. He's given his life, he's given his life to serve the Lord. And here he is chained up and waiting. Verse 4. And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up. The poor have the good news preached to them, and blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Jesus is referring back to um, Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah 61. 61. Uh, Verse 1 is the Spirit of the Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to pray liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. So Jesus' miracles show who He is, but then there's also this, 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 this expectation. The opening of the prison to those who are bound. John's in prison. Jesus says, blessed is he who doesn't fall away. Is not offended by me. The prison is is actually sinfulness. The the sin and enslavement that we have in our sin and not the physical prison that John is in. Jesus says, don't be discouraged. Don't lose faith. It's me. I'm the one that you you know that I am. But also in the statement, he kind of says, I'm not coming to rescue you. John probably misunderstood the ministry of Jesus in some way, he probably thought that it was going to be a military and political power, that kind of a kingdom, uh, in addition to righteousness. And John probably assumed that based on all of the work and all of the time and all the effort, I mean, he spent his life wearing uh, really rough grating clothes and eating bugs and honey as a way of separating himself out in the seriousness of his message. He did that, devoted his life to God, and probably expected that he was going to have a place of honor. (laughs) But here he is in prison. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go in the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out and see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. So I think people understood that that John is struggling. John is doubting. And Jesus here is defending John the Baptist. (laughs) says, listen, John's not a reed. John's not soft. He's not swayed. He's not broken. John is strong. He's going to be okay. And there's also a bit of a dig at Herod. Where he says, the soft people are in palaces. There's a little subtle dig at, at Herod there as well by Jesus. And verse 9. What then did you go to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written Truly I say to you, among those born of women, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. See, John spoke about what he didn't fully know. John said, repent for the kingdom of of heaven is at hand. Jesus is approaching, the Messiah is coming. He preached about uh, expectations that he didn't fully understand or didn't fully see. For those of us now who come in the wake of Jesus, who come after Jesus, who now have... The Spirit, not just on the outside, but the Spirit dwelling within us who understand the true nature of the gospel and of the cross and the forgiveness and of the plan of redemption. Um, he sort of says that, <laughs> that while John was the greatest of the prophets, that we with that, with that gift of that message, with that understanding, actually have more power um, and more importance in some ways in the kingdom than John, John did because of, of what we now know and what we now have. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. Jesus says there are opponents to the kingdom. It's not smooth sailing. And for John, don't be surprised, it's actually going to even get harder. Um, We see later on in the other gospels that John is is later to simply beheaded as a party favor. That's John's fate. For all the prophets in the law prophesied until John... And if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah who is to come. John is part of the Old Testament story, um, that, that the one coming before the Messiah, and that's who, who John is, and he played his role, he fulfilled this role. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Jesus says this often when he, he says, do we really want to hear? Do we truly want to listen? Or are we just sort of listening for our own sort of expectations? But what shall I compare this generation? It's like children sitting in the marketplace calling to their playmates. We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not mourn. A little bit confusing at first glance. There were um, songs that people played at both weddings and songs that people played at funerals. Different kinds of songs that were to elicit different responses. He's talking about two groups of children um, who are mutually criticizing each other. Each group is trying to convince the other to sort of play their own game. Um, So one group is is playing the flute and trying to get the other to dance, and one is singing sort of a funeral song and expecting the other to mourn, and um, it's this creative way that Jesus is talking about um, uh, the hypocrisy of of the way that that people have viewed both John and Jesus. Because in verse 18, For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they said, He is a demon, the son of man, Jesus referring to himself there, came eating and drinking, and they said, Look at him, a glutton and a drunkard. A friend of tax collectors and sinners, yet wisdom is justified in her deeds. Um, they called John the Baptist a madman mad, mad because of, uh, of his fasting, because of the austerity of, of the way that he carried himself. And they called Jesus a madman because he, he feasted, because he didn't fast, because he ate with sinners and publicans. And um, they insisted instead on him of sort of strict separation from sinners. And he, he's calling them hypocrites. When it comes to the expectations between John and himself. And as I look at the story of John, and this one really has always resonated with me this image of John who'd given his life in radical service, who is sitting in prison and eventually executed. Life hasn't gone the way, ended the way that John had envisioned. He probably assumed the Messiah would come and give him a position of power and prominence, a claim. Um, that all the sacrifices, all the work, all the time that he put in, all the hardship would be rewarded. He's probably questioning Jesus and saying, hey, that's great that, that you're fulfilling these Old Testament prophecies and people are coming back to life, that the blind are being given sight, but, but what about me, Jesus? Uh, and I think culturally we, we all have kind of this assumption of karma. It's sort of pretty prevalent in the world around us that if I do good things, that God will reward me with good things back. and It's just not the way that life works. There are many promises that we see in Scripture, but they won't all happen immediately. They won't all happen in the moment. God's timing is not our timing, and life isn't always going to work out the way that we expect it to, or that we feel that perhaps maybe we feel unjustly that God owes us. In eternity, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on a Sunday morning eternity, we will see the promises fulfilled and that is God's ultimate goal for us. And so Jesus responds to John the Baptist who's sitting in prison suffering. He says, don't fall away. Listen, the plan, the ultimate plan that I have for you is not to rescue you from prison. The ultimate plan is about the kingdom And you played a part in that kingdom, and that was really important. But the kingdom has to continue to go forward for your ultimate hope, which is an eternity, where sin is finally dealt with, death is finally dealt with, where evil and suffering are finally dealt with. And so for me, the story of John sitting in prison is simply just a reminder that life isn't always going to go the way that we want it to. There's something far larger, a far larger story that we are a part of, which is far more important important than than my, my time here on earth. And sometimes Jesus will rescue and heal and sometimes He won't. And He's good either way because our hope isn't in this moment in in getting what we want right now. Our hope ultimately is in the second coming of Jesus. Our hope ultimately is in eternity. The hope ultimately is when sin and death are dealt with and we sit at the banqueting table forever. So maybe you feel like John the Baptist right now and feeling like God is ignoring you, forgetting you, and all that you've done. And those times are just really hard, and we resonate with John the Baptist. We trust the goodness of God that He will work all things together, even perhaps this moment, this season for you, that He wants to work it for good, for the ultimate good of the kingdom. We trust His goodness and His love, even in the midst of those seasons, as difficult as they are. If you need someone to journey alongside you, please don't hesitate to reach out. God is good. God has great plans. They just always aren't our plans. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you love us, that you're with us, that we can cast our anxieties upon you because you care for us. Thank you that you are a loving Father and that your perspective for us is is an eternal perspective and not just in this moment. Thank you for this difficult story of John the Baptist, for his example Uh, for us in the midst of of trying times. God, give us the courage and the patience to wait for You. Give us the faith to trust You even when it doesn't feel like things are good. Thank You for Your kingdom and that we get to play this amazing part in it. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, talk again soon. Take care.